our Good Friday Gospel from the third chapter of John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Just as Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. I saw a dead rat earlier this week. On a walk in the desert, I was in Phoenix, some of you know. Went for a morning stroll with my brother, with his wife, with my youngest son, with my brother's two dogs. And there was a rat. Dead, disgusting, dried up in the dust. Luckily, the dogs didn't see the rat. Neither did Max. He came this close to stepping on the dead rat, but I stopped him just in time. I would just as soon not have seen the dead rat in the first place or kept imagining what would have happened had Max actually stepped on the poor thing. We took a different path home to keep the dogs from discovering it on a second pass. I didn't want to keep imagining that either. But I did. And I have, and now you are too. And since I had to see the dead rat, be grossed out and disgusted by it, imagine all those things about it, Max's shoe, the dogs, I wanted to share that with you. So fair warning, if you're squeamish, Stephen, could you show him the dead rat? Okay, that's enough. I bet a lot of dollars that that's the only dead rat sermon illustration that is happening in Good Friday worship services around the world tonight. And I'm kind of sorry about that, but not really. Sorry, but not sorry, as they say. There is nothing more Lent or Good Friday, than a desert and dust and death, if you ask me. Because you know what we're here for tonight, right? It's uglier and more unsettling and upsetting than any dead rat. It's dirty and dusty and nasty, for sure. And it's meant to get our attention and to unsettle us more than just a little bit. More, certainly, than a dead rat in the dirt. And that's why I thought about this bit from John's Gospel again. The bit before and after, the popular stuff that we've all heard before. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. That's great. But I want to talk about the bit where Jesus compares what's coming for him on the cross 
to what Moses did way back in the day when he lifted up a serpent in the wilderness. Moses put a snake on a pole. He might as well have shown them a rat on Good Friday. And invited them to look at this snake as a reminder of what was killing them. And the people were healed by what they saw. Healed from the very real snakes that had been poisoning them to their demise. So that rat and those snakes made me think again about what it is that brings us here tonight. Which is to be reminded about where our sinfulness leads. Always to death and dust and desert wilderness. Kind of right back where we started this whole Lenten thing this time around on Ash Wednesday. Throughout the season of Lent, this time, at Cross of Grace anyway, we've been hearing stories from the perspectives of people in Scripture who had a hand in all of this. By my hand for my sake was the name of the series that we shared. And the point of it all was to remind us that what got God to the cross in Jesus were the sins done and left undone by the people who surrounded him. People like Nicodemus, Pilate, Peter, and more. And the point is to remind us, too, that we are part of that mix still. See, the cross of Christ is a nasty, shameful picture of just what it looks like when God's people lose their way and when God's people's sins the things we do and the things we leave undone cause harm to God's people, cause harm to each other, cause harm to the world around us, so that the cross of Christ is meant to be hard to look at and impossible to unsee once we really take it in. The God who hangs there on the cross, in Jesus, died not just as some kind of tit-for-tat trade-off for our personal salvation. Jesus didn't die as a substitute for our own suffering and death. We're all still headed for the grave, people. Spoiler alert. No. The God who hangs on the cross in Jesus Christ died there in that horrible, ugly way so that we could see what comes of our sins on this side of heaven. And so that we might be saved. So that we might save some others from the suffering of it all right where we live. So I decided to let the image of that dead little rat represent for us tonight all the ugliness that got Jesus crucified and nailed to a tree, murdered for our sake. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is our greed and selfishness. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is our pride and self-interest. 
What got Jesus nailed to the cross is our rigid religious certainty and self-righteousness. Like when we pretend this is all or only about our salvation. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is racism. 400 years or more of it, plus 9 minutes and 29 seconds, too, of our systematic, institutional, and individual racism. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is our unwillingness to beat our swords into plowshares, our spears into pruning hooks, and our guns into garden tools. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is our homophobia and our sexism. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is our partisan politics that only pretend or neglect altogether to be informed by the principles and practices of our faith. What got Jesus nailed to that cross is our denial And our blind eyes, our unwillingness to see, to acknowledge, to admit any of this. To such a degree that it ever seems to change. It's hard to look at. The dead rat. The snakes. The crucified Christ. Yeah, what got Jesus nailed to the cross has to do with God's willingness and ability to save and to redeem and to raise us to new life on the other side of the grave. But it is about so much more than that, too. So let's let it be as ugly as it is. Let's let it be as scary as we can stand for it to be. Let's let it be as shocking and shameful as possible for tonight. And let's leave it for dead. On the cross, in the dust, like so many rats, like so many snakes, like so many sins, let's leave it all for dead. And please... In the name of Jesus, let's pray, let's hope, let's trust, let's see just what God will do with it, what God will do with us, what God will do through us and for us and for the sake of the world come Sunday. Amen.